on love. Yeah, we're going there. And ideas on what it means to have healthy digital communication. So, first of all, sharing this quick little tidbit tonight because I am excited and also very tired after my first day of NLP training. For those of you not familiar, that is neuro-linguistic programming. And yeah, that's all I'm going to say about it right now. But over the course of the next two weeks, I am so excited to share with you everything that I have learned there which I know will elevate the content that I can share with you on rhetoric emotion. So get excited for that. I know I am. And I'm giving you a quick little tidbit on love tonight from something that I actually heard at that first day of training for NLP. And that was a definition that I've never heard of before for love, which was for two individuals in a moment of time, to have positive emotion for each other. Wow, that's really simple, if you think about it. Um, Now, I know love is a very abstract word, but I would argue that most of us, when we hear love, we think of the things that we love to do, right? But we also think of the people that we love. And we probably, to some degree, associate love quote-unquote, real love, as associated to intimacy. And not to say that that's a bad thing. However, I think this broader definition of love is inclusive of so much more, and I think we can use that to our benefit in terms of positively framing situations, interactions, and from there being more constructive and infectious with this positive interaction and emotions that we can share with each other. So think about that and see if just by being mindful of that definition, by having an interaction with another individual where you have this synergy, where you have this upward spiral of positive emotion that is mutually shared, like that's cool. You can have that over coffee. I know I do every time I have coffee with someone. You can have that with the person that you buy coffee from. You can have that anywhere along the street, in the grocery store, at the gym, at work. You get the point. So I challenge you just by being more mindful of this definition of love to seek out and do your best, challenge yourself to bring love every interaction that you have, knowing that you are only in control of what you bring to the table, but do know that your behavior, your external behavior can have a massive influence on the emotion in which someone responds to the message that you're sharing with them and in turn can impact whether their behavior is more positive or negative. So think of it that way as like a self-fulfilling prophecy. You put out positive emotion, you have a higher likeliness of having that positive emotion return to you. And I've said this before on a lot of Instagram posts on rhetoric emotion of how can you be more constructive than destructive with your communication. 
And then the other point that I quickly wanted to bring up was the idea of what is a what what is health? What does healthy look like when it comes to digital communication? And I bring this up because this is something that has been on my mind quite a bit lately. And the idea that we have whether we can all argue, you know, or agree on these markers or not, we all can get a basic framework of the markers that we use to indicate what would be a fit, quote unquote, fit individual, a functionally fit individual. Uh, And then just from a basic physical health standpoint, we can use basic markers like body fat percentage, weight. We can look at blood pressure. We can look at heart rate, resting heart rate, working heart rate, et cetera, et cetera. Now I'm no physician here, but you know what I mean when you go to the doctor and you get those basic vital signs checked. Is it in the general range of healthy or not? And so again, maybe we argue on what's the best indicator of health or fitness or what's the right diet to follow. And some people will get in the battle of, well, don't even say diet. It's a lifestyle. Let's just put that to the side. But the emphasis here is when it comes to digital communication, which is part of our life and not just social media, but email. And that is, it is now the standard that most of us communicate the majority of of kind of reaching out and sending day-to-day messages, a lot of the time through mediated communication, digital communication through a computer, that type of messaging versus in person, right? Obviously we have phone calls, we have FaceTime, we have all these different channels of communication that historically a hundred years ago, we didn't have. 10 years ago, we didn't have. And rather than saying, you know, and I've recently had this conversation with a couple friends and I want to open it up to all of you of, yeah, we can make that argument that in the past people lived in tribes and our capacity to remember and interact with others was really kind of capped out at about 150 people. And so it's easy to make the argument, oh, well, we should just go back to those, you know, tribal standards. I'm good with a small tribe. Well, here's the deal. We can't turn back the clock. We can't reverse technology that we have now. And whether you're for social media or against social media, if you have a business or not even own a business, but are associated with a business, are associated with businesses, brands, things that you support. Maybe you yourself are a brand, and to a certain extent, whether you monopolize on it or not, we're each our own brand, and social media is a part of that, and to look at social media and say, nah, I'm not going to interact with that. I'm not saying you have to interact with it all the time, even daily, but to say, I'm just going to push that behind and completely disregard it, I would argue that's a form of ignorance. Now, whether that's controversial to you or not, I do want to know. I do want to open up the the conversation. 
I'm not arguing uh, that we have to be on social media or we have to be on email or even our phones all the time. The point I want to make is that we need to collectively open up this conversation far more often, particularly with the people that we interact with on a daily basis. And can we identify certain health markers and not just physical health, but mental health as well? Can we identify useful assessments and markers to maintain, cultivate, improve those health markers as we interact with digital, you know, as we interact in the digital world and communicate through the digital world? Maybe for some people, it means that they need to spend less time on their phone. Maybe for other people, it means they need to spend more time on their phone. Maybe for some people, people it means they need to set specific times to check email. They need to set specific times to check social media. Maybe using a computer for those tasks versus using a phone for those tasks would be beneficial to them. Maybe not. And just like breath work, upregulating, downregulating, we have all these great protocols that we can use, but there's not one universal protocol that upregulates everyone or one universal protocol that downregulates everyone. We have guidelines, and the more we know about these different protocols and these guidelines, the better we can be about experimenting with these different practices and protocols. But we also need to explore the way that we interact with others through digital channels and how is that impacting our health? Can we start to measure these things in a way that sets us up for future success where we don't have to measure these things, but we know just like you shouldn't eat a dozen donuts because it's going to make you feel sick if you do it all in one sitting, or maybe you're the exception, right? But we, we need to have a baseline of knowledge that we can put into play to keep ourselves healthy physically and mentally uh, when it comes to this digital communication. So that was definitely twice as long as I uh, had planned on sharing with all of you tonight. But nonetheless, I hope you think of how you can experience more love on a daily basis by seeking to have more positive exchanges of emotion in every interaction that you have, or as many as possible, even when it's someone that you maybe don't particularly like or want to be working with or in conversation with. Can you bring positive emotion to it? And when it comes to digital communication, I want all of us, at least I encourage all of us to be more mindful of what feeds us and feels healthier when it comes to our relationship communicating digitally. Have a great night, guys, and stay tuned for more podcasts coming at you soon.